When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a presentation of Morning Drive Media. Broadcasting live to tape from beautiful Camarillo, California. That's right, the Knapsack Files are back on the road. I'm Ken Knapsack for another great edition of the Knapsack Files, and I am here in Camarillo, California, which is about an hour outside of L.A., depending on uh, construction on the 405-101 interchange, which I ran into today. Uh, it's a beautiful family-based community, is what I would call it, with uh, beautiful weather uh, in between my hometown and L.A. I'm rambling about this city, but I'm happy to get to learn it today with my good friend, a longtime friend, known in the book I wrote, called, uh, Jay from Pasadena, but now Jay from Camarino, Camarillo, Jay Eric, How you doing, buddy? Ken, thank you so much for having me on the show. I'm excited for this because, uh, number one, I, I think it's adorable that you're kind of <laughs> nervous about being on this. Uh, you mean just because of the fact that I've never recorded like anything in my life for Which is any reason? In this day and age. You, you think so? Is now, well. now, I've known Jay um, as... as Anyone who's pretty much been on the show in general, 90% or above my guest, I've known for over a decade. Yeah. Which is which is weird to think, because when you move to a town like I did from my hometown to Hollywood, you still kind of view your past as, like, the longtime friends. And I still, sure. Matt and Jeff were recently on my show, and uh, another friend of mine, they're my longtime friends. But then I've actually known you longer than some of those friends like wow. if you take the time from high school to when i moved to la that's like six years and those are like my good friends they still are yeah the formative but, years for sure for the formative years right. i overlooked the fact someone like you who's just this dude i met in a fantasy baseball league i've now known for 14 15 years really when you break it down 1999 is when i started that league yeah um I, and i joined in 2000 and you're right yeah, yeah so it has, um, guess it has been about 13 so it's been around that and um so that means that means you're a valued member of my roster Wow, I, I I'm, on, I'm on the list. Do I get an? Do I get a, like a ten star? Or um, like okay. nah. The next dinner at, at Islands, I get a I get a basket of fries for you. Actually, no. I remember the next dinner at Islands is is on That's me, right. and we both know. Why. I actually but, came up here to settle a bet because Jay and I last playoffs, Major League Baseball playoffs, 2012. My Yankees, his Orioles, uh, went face to face, and uh, my team won that time. And uh, I'm owed an Islands dinner. Yeah, well, and or I told, lunch or whatever. It, well, but I'm waiting to see what's going to happen this postseason. But between my right. Orioles and your Yankees, because if, oh, if, if we beat you this time around, then forget yeah, it. That's it's going to be, be kind of draw. Odd. Yeah, it would be a little, be a little tough. But well, you know, but not to get too sentimental on you yeah. too early because yeah. we just do it, started do it. Out. schmaltz it up. I'm, I'm, it, it's going to get schmaltzy. It's going to be like nipples deep in here pretty, pretty soon. But <laughs> it's. Uh, I can say nipples on this thing? Absolutely. Okay, because it's just a body part. But at any yeah, rate, okay. it's clinical. But again, it's not to get too schmaltzy, but. Uh-huh. You're one of those people that, as soon as I met you, I felt like I'd known you for a long time. Yeah, Because yeah. we do have a lot of common ground. We did. And we we, we met in uh, a fantasy baseball league that we're still competing in, and that uh, me and Corey Stamp just won this past week. Yeah, and, we're, and he, but we're going to blaze right by that yeah, part. Yeah, you, you came in second. But uh, um, we met that, and it was an email or a post. I think I made reference to Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Either you did or I did. 
and then like hey and in fact in honor i'm wearing my life the universe and everything was that an honor of this This i I saw that when you pulled up and i I actually we got talking about something else and i did a ripped apparel t-shirt it's got 42 and it like the universe and everything it's i I tell you yeah whichever one of us said that thing it it really is that's probably the one book that's really more like has the biggest cult following maybe of any and it's one of those book really and it's one of those things uh the hitchhiker's guy of the galaxy where it's like if you know it and you, there's kind of a subtle nod, and you both grab your towels, and you're, you know, it's like you're in the club. Yeah. You, some you, people don't know, and some people don't even live met people who are like, ah, I don't really like that book. I'm like, oh, I can't even comprehend. Or I know people who say, yeah, I like the first book, but the next four were, nah, uh-huh. yeah, kind of a waste. Well, mostly Harmus was a little weird, uh, yeah. but um, up through so long, and thanks for all the fish, I think it's spot on. And then, of course, the non Douglas Adams written six book. Uh, I can't uh, remember the title because it, uh, it just that wasn't in another thing, was it? I think it, it was. It, it might was, have been. It was by Ian Colfer, yeah, the guy who wrote the Artemis Fowl series. Yes, they entrusted him with that. And I don't. Book. I'm not slagging on him. Uh, he did the best of what he could. I. It, that's a tough thing to do, but it just didn't grab it for me. You know, I, again, he. I've read a couple of the Artemis Fowl's good books, mm. but you know, I, I think only Douglas Adams can do Douglas Adams. Absolutely, and it, it's almost seemed like at times he just tried too hard to be. Yeah, Douglas. Like you know, I know you're carrying on the tradition, but yeah. you're just you're trying too hard to make it. Like you know, like uh, you're going to make a whole planet of uh, sofas or, or mattresses that walk and talk, like Douglas Adams did. So you're going to try to put something that into it, like the similar, and it, it didn't it didn't work out. But um, uh, we could talk for an hour about Douglas Adams, but we're not here. The reason I'm here, other than you, just one of my longtime friends, and we did connect immediately, not just over fantasy baseball nerd stuff, but Simpsons and and, mm-hmm. and Douglas Adams and movies and video games and music the the uh when i was like i mentioned to you one point hey we we, we got to catch up i should come up to see your place in camarillo maybe i'll you know, we'll record an episode because you've been listening to some of my my knapsack files episodes and uh it, which is flattering sir dear. well flattering. well you know and, and again to, to, to jump in there <laughs> yeah. I, my first thought when you said i want to have you on the show is okay well yeah see everybody you've had on before actors writers producers uh, you know oscar award-winning directors all that uh, it's like okay like even the ones i haven't listened to i've listened to here's who he has on the show this person cured diabetes and uh wrote a screenplay at the same time you know and i'm just thinking this person's done this this is this person acts in this this person was in this movie and me i, I work for a bank <laughs> but you don't yeah. just you're not working yeah. for a bank you're a bank auditor right well, and, and that makes it doubly but, but you, what is yeah. it, 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 it? I'll get to where I'm going with this, but but <laughs> that stuff is kind of interesting because you're all around the nation and, and in fact, the world. You For one point, yeah, one true. time you almost you told me, I think I might have to move to London because too many of my jobs are over there. There was talk about sending me yeah. over to London because I was uh, over there too much for work. Yeah. It, it is true. That's the one, the, the only interesting thing about my job is I've probably been to 40 of the 50 states now and right. I've, I've been to England probably 30 or 35 times. Right. So, yeah, I'm a... So I think that is fascinating in its own right. But yeah, yeah. You, you told me, like, I don't... I just don't... I, I'm flattered. I'd love to be on the show. I just don't know what you could talk about with me. And then in my head, I was like, I... Yeah, what could I talk about with Jay? And I was like, <laughs> wait a minute. Hold on. A large portion of my life was dedicated to an absolute obsession with music. An, an obsession I still carry today. Right. And I did... I, I waned a little bit, which I want to talk about. So I was like, you know what I'd love to do is a show... 
introducing you to my world, uh, the podcast world, and talking about music and the love of music and what it means and pop culture. And we're mm. living a high fidelity lifestyle, and <laughs> yes. uh, we're not going to delve too far into our uh, issues over relationships and marriage like we did over lunch. But mm. it all factors in, I think, too. And then I was more excited to do this episode than almost any episode I've recorded so far. Wow. Because music is so was so important, and it still is. Do not get me wrong. I have my, my old classic iPod here with just about 5,000 songs on it right now. And I have my iPod Classic in my hand right yeah. now. With it's, I think it's, it, it holds 160 gigs. I think it's around 130. Mm-hmm. We came up in, a, in an era where, I mean, we're going to talk about mixtapes. Making mixtapes, uh, then moving on to compact uh, or, or comp- compilation CDs, which mix CDs still for me. Did did someone say compilation? Yeah, CDs? Yeah, you've got I, some just, there. Just to spoil the ending for you, <laughs> a, a long time ago, probably about seven yeah. or eight years ago, Ken made me three CDs of music. Now, yeah. Kids these days will not ever know the joy of making a, oh, a mixtape. Kids these days, Kid, you know, kids these days are their rock and roll. This music. is great. You know, explain, I'll, explain. Keep talking. This is great. Yeah. But, this is titled Kenzok, which is a nickname of me. Kenzok songs one. One word cuts the thread, and then Kenzok songs two. The end of everything. Which uh, this is great. Yeah. It, it's basically uh, it, well, it's kind of interesting because when you grow up and you make mixtapes, yes. most mixtapes you make are for girls. Yeah. And they're sort of there's always a message in a bottle there. It, yes. It, pretty much you 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 select your playlist of how do I express my feelings that I like you without being too overtly obvious? Right. You can't just put like, you know, Diana Ross, Lionel Richie duets on there start to finish. You got to kind of weave the lyri- lyrically speaking. You got to kind of be like, hey, it's cool. I don't care if you like me or not, but I like you sort of. So here. Yeah. Oh, you, 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 you have a sweet on me. But well, a little bit. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little gay on you. There's, there's no question about this that. Is but, great. But no, but but these but of course, these I, I, I'll tell you right now, there's not mm-hmm. a single message, personal message to you in any one of those. Oh, songs. good, good. Because uh, Eric Matthews' ideas that died that day, I yeah, this isn't about the podcast. Okay, good. Right, uh, no, it, it's, it's well, you know, it, well, I it hope, could be about whatever you want. Uh, you've got, uh, you've got uh, over 30 songs here for me. I'm not going to read them all off the list, but some, uh, you get Scars on 45, These Marlin Socks, uh, Todd Rundgren, uh, oh, Crowded House, which is a love we share, oh, uh, Ecstasy, uh, uh, Dylan even, Blinker the Star. Missy Higgins, who we saw live. I, I was hoping you remember that. Yeah, yeah we yes. saw live opening up for my beloved Liz Fair. House, at, House of Blues, House of Blues, in, Blues in Hollywood. Absolutely. Um, uh, oh, and uh, Noel Gallagher's High Flying Birds. You know, I'm a huge Oasis fan, and right. uh, I've seen them several, several times, and I love his solo stuff with High Flying Birds. I was actually really hoping that you hadn't heard most of the songs on here. I'm, 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 oh, I'm I haven't. I have Good. Okay, yeah, great. No, I haven't. I'm just, I'm, and, of course, Aha, uh-huh, because it wouldn't be a J from now Camarillo compilation without aha on there. It, it certainly would not. It is it is a cross I have to bear. Let me explain a little bit to the audience uh, the J from Pasadena thing. Well, we'll go into aha. Uh-huh. Um, I, uh, in 2002, started writing music articles for a website called tinymixtapes.com, which at the time was kind of a, uh, uh, I wouldn't say in direct competition, but it was in the same ballpark as Pitchfork. Um, it was it was trying to do what Pitchfork did, and, and it was doing it. It just was a little more indie. Um, we were compared to Pitchfork a lot, and Pitchfork just became giant. And I wrote for four years. So I used to write once a month, maybe every once a you – know, about once a month or maybe every other other week. I'd, some, I'd write a little music journalist piece about this and that, and it was always very confessional as opposed to journalistic. Um, so it drew from my life, and um, I would – I would mention my friend Jay from Pasadena. So several times you pop up as Jay from Pasadena. I do. 
And um, that turned into a book, which is now uh, it's now available on Amazon for Kindle. Download it now at four ninety nine, as you did in the Mexican restaurant before we started this show. God bless technology. Yeah. Um, so so that's all. We're, all this to say, you belong on this show more than anyone else. Darn right I do. Because you're Jay from Pasadena, my musical mentor. It's true. It's true. My pop culture, one of my pop culture mentors. But I also tortured you uh, Mm -hmm. inadvertently Mm -hmm. by telling you something that kind of haunted your soul. Yeah. Has to this day. You want to, you want to. Absolutely. Let's dive right into it because it's tough. Jay told me one day, and we used to regularly go, and this is why I I have switched to digital and I I have not bought an album in a very long time. I iTunes it or whatever. Um, and I, I still kind of believe in paying for music people because artists make them. Um, but uh, you and I used to regularly go to record shops, all the, you, all CD the time. shops. Yeah, when those still existed. Yeah, and right. they're hard, few, far between. They're fine. It's right? pretty much Amoeba now and yeah. Rockaway. We, and, yeah, Rockaway. What, what were some ones you take me to? Uh, those two? Well, no, not even Amoeba. We've we, never we, been to Amoeba we, together. We never went to Amoeba together as no. much as money as I've spent there over the years. No, I think it was Rockaway, and then there was another one called Music Exchange in Glendale that is now yeah. gone. Gone, right. Uh, we probably went to the warehouse a few times. God help yes. us all. <laughs> Do we go to Licorice Pizza, maybe? No, no. no maybe, uh, but we'd go around. Yeah. It'd be like, hey, what are you doing uh, You know, Thursday? All right, I'll be over there. And we'd get lunch and then drive around town buying used audio discs. Yeah. It's true, which at the time I actually had mm-hmm. had no problem doing until, you know, it was years later down the road that I realized that, yeah. well, I, I never had the problem like Garth Brooks had with used CDs because mm-hmm. I thought a used CD is like a used car. Somebody bought it, they didn't like it, or they're done yeah. with it and they return it. So what's the harm in my buying a used CD? Because it's right. just something somebody already bought it. Not really thinking that probably what the person did was they burned a copy for themselves and then sold and the original it, yeah. back. And I, and I said, like I said earlier, I think artists should be paid, and I understand the contradiction in that. But what are you also going to do when right. a record, you know, it's egg or chicken first here. Uh, but, uh, you know, when, when CDs at one point reached to like $20, it was like... I, I was just thinking about that just yesterday, about how they used to be like, yeah, eighteen ninety nine was like standard yeah. list at the warehouse yeah. or or any or Tower. Real, well, no, Tower was a little better, but... A little bit, yeah, but, but, but yeah, and then it got, you know, paying 24 bucks or something for a CD, and then there you go. Yeah. Um, but anyways, during one of those times, uh, you said the haunting phrase uh, that you live uh, in fear thinking that the the one song of your life is still out there somewhere for you to find. And I just haven't heard it yet. And you just haven't heard it. And you don't know that by flicking through those CD racks, flick, 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 you might have gone past the album yeah. that that song is on. Right. It, it might have just had a boring album cover, and so it didn't, right. you know. A name you weren't familiar with. Maybe right. it wasn't from England because we generally go for English bands. We do. Um, and that was a haunting phrase because especially at that time, I ne- like I needed to find the song. Right. And I wrote an article about that, and I, and I and um, and did you ever find the song? I I, I did actually. It's called Gangnam Style. It was by a Korean gentleman. <laughs> I, it's going to be big in the states when it comes over here. Mark my words. <laughs> I had, yeah, I had uh, breakfast yesterday with my friend Megan Finley. who has been on the show, and behind us in the booth, this seven-year-old kid clearly had just discovered this because on his iPod, playing loudly for all, all the restaurant to hear, was Gangnam Style on repeat for. 30 minutes. Wow. And, and everybody was just getting down to it, right? Now everyone just kind of was like judging the parents slowly. Yeah. Like, you're going to let this happen. And yeah. every time you take another bite, hey, sexy lady. Oh, uh, oh boy. So uh-huh. you, 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 did you find the song? Uh, I, I, I don't know. And that's and that again. That's what haunts me. I mean, I have songs that are so near and dear to my heart, yeah. and ones that I I just can't ever imagine having a, a song that's better. But I don't right. know. 
don't know. And, and it, it would happen organically. We all have those songs, so we have that list, you know. But it changes, and we just, we're discussing that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have this this play uh, playlist on my uh, iTunes called "Am the Old Guy Now," and. Um, <laughs> The Weary Kind by Ryan Bingham. All That I Had by Paul Westerberg, which may be the song that I say now is the song of my life, um, which is horribly <laughs> sad if you listen to it. It's all about giving up a, a life, giving up wife and kids, giving up uh, the, the, a regular world in pursuit of some kind of passion um, and realizing that it was a trap. But mm. you can't go back. All that I had by Paul Westerberg, people. Um, brand new start, Paul Westerberg, uh, by Paul Weller, excuse me. Silent Side, Badly Drawn Boy. These are things, this is on the list. Uh, Moment in the Sun, uh, absolutely, uh, by Clem Snide, which uh, was the theme song to one of our favorite TV shows, Ed. Oh, oh my gosh. I, I actually have kind of a quasi-Ed story kind of go related with, to the music. Roll should, with it. Should I, should I just roll with it? Roll now? with it. Okay, well, I could go on forever about how much I hate the music industry. I mean, yes. love music, but hate the music industry yeah. because I mean, my you you are in the entertainment industry, so you know how yeah, they operate. Kinda. Well, yeah, but <laughs> sort of kind of, but you know how they operate. And yeah. and my view of the the inter, of the music industry, particularly, is just right. a big a castle up on the hill with lightning crashing in the background, and like Mr. Just, Burns Manor, like like Mr. Burns, <laughs> and they're just trying to yeah, that's that's about as good as my impersonations get. Which it's good. which are, you think? Yes, I know. When, when, when I hear the play, very good, sir. When I hear the playback, I'm going to be like cringing. <laughs> Later on, I'm going to, oh, God, do not worry about that. At, at any rate. But like, this is my view of the music industry is just yeah. how do we make the most money that we can and how do we make the consumers as unhappy about it as possible? And, right. and, and how I bring the Ed story into it is that Ed, again, is yeah. one of our favorite shows uh, ever. Ed, on NBC starred Tom, Tom Cavanaugh, Michael Leon Black, and, of course, Julie Bowen at her peak I mean, she's killing on a modern family but oh, just yeah. for me at her peak is carol vesey uh, oh yeah it's like absolutely a, in love a worldwide with, pants production yep absolutely in love with i'm not sure if i was in love with julian bowen or carol vesey I right could, i couldn't really quite it's hard quite, to break the two up it, it kind of is really but, yeah but but that's the thing is the reason i'll, I'll kind of spoil the ending the reason i am a bob dylan fan today yeah is because of that show uh-huh. because well well here here first i'll start out by saying Ed has never come out on DVD. Right. And my understanding, it's not on Netflix, it's not anywhere. My understanding is it never will because the music yeah. is too expensive. Right. They will never release it because they don't want to replace the music like they did with WKRP in Cincinnati. You might have heard mm-hmm. about that. Like yep. the, the music that they replaced with the DVD, like the list was as long as I think your arm. Wonder Years had some of those issues too. Yeah. Yeah. But WKRP was like wall to wall music. Yeah. And like they had to replace just about every song they played. Right. And it's like some people said, yeah, but the story is still there. Like, yeah, but the music is different. Right. And the Ed folks, I guess, don't want to do that. Yeah. So minor, and they used a lot of original, like in indie music. That, oh, yeah. That at the time, I guess people didn't get the rights in perpetuity, I guess, at the time. Oh, you, you, really? I, I think that's kind of what they do now. I think now shows are smarter, and it's like, if you agree to let us use your song, we can use it whenever. whenever. I, I, I'm okay. assuming. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, I have no idea. Yeah. But, but at any rate, at the end of one of the episodes of Ed... Uh, it was, it was the, do you remember the one where Ed and Carol are trapped in the bowling alley? The friends trapped them yes. in there to work through the issues. A sad episode because it yeah. had kind of a sad ending. And on the way out, they played Buckets of Rain by Bob Dylan. Yeah. And I had always mocked Bob Dylan actually. Yeah. Yeah. You and I shared that. We weren't Bob Dylan fans. We yeah. were, wait, are you now? Now I am. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I am the same way because my, my take it's on. because we're older now. Is that what it is? We can relate and believe we'll get to the mm-hmm. older thing too. But it's like my take on Bob Dylan was this. Ugh, like that sure. was, that was yeah. what I thought Bob Dylan Look, was. Look, I, I love the traveling Wilbur. 
Roddenberry. So and it's not that I was without love of Dylan, but I just eh, yeah. I didn't dig into it. Well, yeah, but even even the uh, handle with care when they have yeah. the one part where Petty and Dylan are yeah. singing together, you just can't help but yeah. think of the SNL skit where they have interpreters and whatever. <laughs> exactly. But at any rate, okay, so, yeah, yeah, so, so they're playing Buckets of Rain, and I'm like, that is an that's a gorgeous song. Yeah. And me, you know me, I'm a, I'm a collector. I'm I'm yeah. I'm not the kind of guy who usually is going to download one song. I will get the whole album. Like, oh, yeah. that, that's from this album. Oh, it, it's on Blood on the Tracks. It's got Tangled Up in Blue on it. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I, I get this album, and it's matter of fact, it's it, it's one of my top five favorite albums of all time. And mm-hmm. I put the song "Idiot Wind" from yeah. Bob Dylan on okay. one of these CDs. I don't know if you're familiar. Not with not too much. I'm excited to listen. The best, probably, maybe lyrically speaking, my best. My that's maybe lyrically my my favorite song ever. Yeah. One of because it's 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 just a very cold. It's it's a very vindictive love song, like a very. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. I love it. it. It's a very vindictive, you know. <laughs> Dig into that. It's like in the chorus, he says, you're an idiot, babe. It's a wonder you can even feed yourself. Like, right, like that right. that kind of thing. But it, it's got, just lyrically, it's fantastic. But that show yeah. is the reason. I mean, maybe I would have become a Dylan fan anyway. Sooner or later, maybe. I might have discovered something. But it was from there, like, this album is fantastic. I'm going to go check out some of his other stuff. And I have a, I don't have them all because he's got yeah. like 50 or whatever. Yeah, but I have a ton of Dylan albums today. Because of Ed. Because of Ed. And, and that probably wouldn't have been one of the songs that they were. They couldn't change like the scene that comes to mind from Ed. Um, you know, again, I'm selling the show, but it's like you know, this guy moves, gets uh, divorced, or catches his girlfriend cheating, and like every story starts. He, you know, then he goes back to his hometown and becomes a lawyer who owns a bowling alley in his hometown, and his high school sweetheart, or not, not even high school sweetheart, the girl he liked in high school, he tries to win her back. That's Carol Vesey. They finally come to a point where he proposes to her, and I'm spoiling. I just spoiled the entire show for you, but but actually, they played it so differently. Uh, I'm not spoiling what happens in the story after that. But there comes a point where there's a big proposal, and the old '97s question comes on. I'd never heard that song, and um, one of just a heartbreaking two minute love song that can be interpreted several different ways. And I choose to interpret the song as it's, it's about letting someone who you love go. And then she's going to, you know, that she's going to get asked to be married by someone else one day. Um, something I experienced the last uh, year of my life. Um, and that I played that song ad nauseum over the last year. And it was something I heard from this show. So I could not imagine. Uh, and it's so, would be so depressing if they finally release that show and it's just some instrumental. Right. And it's, <laughs> but, but, and that's just it. It's just like, whether it's Netflix or, or, or DVD, it's like, it's the best free advertising you can mm-hmm. find. How many people would be buying this music now, mm-hmm. you know, discovering these songs? Well, what I did the next week, I went to Amoeba and, and I bought the album and I bought more of their stuff. And yeah, some maybe I used and, and maybe, maybe Rhett Miller didn't get all my money, but I'll, see him i'll give him 20 bucks one day yeah uh, you should i got his number if you okay wanna, okay but but that's just it is is, is I, I don't know who's pulling the strings and who yeah. and who says this is how much you have to pay like when snl came out on dvd yes like right lauren there, there was a big thing lauren michaels i guess he had to jump through five thousand hoops to get season one yeah done because he said you know we don't want to we don't want to delete any of the music we want yeah. all the musical acts and after after he got done with season one he said that is it yeah. <laughs> i'm not putting any more of these they, they did wind up putting the next four out they haven't yeah. put out any Beyond season yeah, five, I haven't seen it. But even each week, show to show on SNL, though that Adele sketch from a couple of years ago, where they all cry and everything, that was a great, funny sketch. Yeah, Had, it couldn't really see the light of day because they didn't want to pay for the Adele song, right? Oh, is that right? Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, so it's still it's still a problem. Yeah, it, and it, it it's just one of those things. I don't understand why you wouldn't. 
you know, just just let them use it because you're it's free advertising. I mean, are they afraid someone's going to hear the song and just like play the DVD over and over <laughs> to hear the song? No, they're probably going to go out and buy it. Record it, you know, and, and the music industry survived. I used to record songs directly off the radio with another boombox, you know what yeah, I mean? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, C60, C90. So, all right, so you never found... You never found the song. Can you? Can I, you? Actually, I, I I was actually thinking about this. Probably yeah. the song I would say is my favorite right now is number eighteen, last track on okay. the first disc I made. It's called "Reasons to Stay Indoors," and it's by a band called Savoy. And it, by the way, Savoy is uh, fronted by the bassist of Guess Who. Uh, the Guess Who. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that would be deliciously ironic, but no, it was the bassist of Aha. Actually, that's that's, okay. that's their side project. Okay, and uh, he he's the one who sings. Haven't that, heard it, but. I'm already intrigued just by the uh, the titles. Reasons to stay indoors. Reasons to stay indoors, and, and it, it's it's really a uh, it's a very soul searching song. I mean, mm-hmm. g- give you give you some of the lyrics, but like the the chorus goes, "Reasons to stay indoors. You don't need any more. You remind me of the man I once was, and some say I still am." Wow. And, and it's yeah, it's a very it, but even like the like the first verse, you know, you'll get accepted into Yale, but they'll excuse you when you fail. <laughs> you'll get a scholarship to Brown, but that color brings you down. Some it, people it, love heavy metal some people love uh, a happy pop song some people love uh, love songs on the coast and maybe you and i do too at times <laughs> well uh, you, you know. and i the what was the connecting thread too is every song that had a little bit of heartbreak but mm. resignation at accepting the heartbreak seemed to be something that we loved <laughs> yeah it, it, it's true I, I that was always my theory anybody can write a love song you yeah know, and anybody can write you uh, i don't know it, i it, I wrote in that book, uh, which, by the way, is titled uh, Tiny Mixtapes of the Soul, Four Years of Articles, Confessions, and Essays by Ken Amsock, available on Amazon. Sorry, this is a commercial. And I'm in it. Yeah, Jay from Pasadena is in it. Um, One of the articles I wrote was how (laughs) at 12 years old, um, I heard I Am a Rock by Simon and Garfunkel Mm. and fell in love with that song. I'm I'm 12 years old. I don't know any of the heartbreaking pain that's in that. You but, should not be able to relate to that song at that but age. I am an island. I am a rock, and a rock knows no pain, and an island never, never cries. cries. Um, that was my that, that I at 12 years old, my path was chosen for me, right? By this song, by something deep inside that connected to it. Yeah, it, <laughs> you see, you see, my path was chosen by "It's My Life" by Talk Talk because it never mind the the, the verses, just like that was my teenage rebellion. It's my life. And that uh, pretty, pretty much it shows it. You know, you are. Uh, we won't go into numbers, but you're you're about ten years older than me. Um, uh, ish. ish, yeah, you yeah. Know, sounds about right. It's, it's, so your uh, your wheelhouse is the eighties, right? It it is. Well, it, it is. It is the eighties, and it was really tough. The musical education was really tough because yeah. I was a little kid in the yeah. mid to late seventies, and what was really popular in the mid to late seventies on the radio disco so bread oh i know bread well and bread oh <laughs> i i'm not ashamed to say i actually have a bread cd in the mail from amazon as coming. Should. it's as as anyone should really you know if a picture paints a thousand words why can't i paint you <laughs> yes but yeah no, it was it was tough it was tough getting yeah. a getting a good feel for music yeah. well okay well uh, i'll say this that you and i do have pretty similar tastes very in music. similar very similar i'm probably a little bit more on the pop side i guess Maybe on the I pop, would say pop-ish kind of the story? divergence is, is that that's why I wanted to go into that decade or so difference because yours was it's more eighties which it is it, which had a little bit more I, I always say you, you end up sticking your soul sticks with what you uh, the formative years and I think for you would be you know say yeah, I don't know eighty four eighty eight I'm throwing random numbers out yeah. for me it was ninety three to ninety eight 
And huh. I now I just happen to be a rock DJ during that time. But mm. um, so you put on a '90s playlist things that I hated back then. I wasn't a Pearl Jam fan or a Smashing Pumpkins fan or Allison Chains fan. They come on now, I'm like, oh. And see, that's funny because with the '90s, I'm the exact opposite way. Right. Is that like I, I got into your Pearl Jams, their Nirvanas, the, yeah. the Smashing Pumpkins is of the uh, Allison Chains of the area yeah. of the era right. because. Basically, people tend to like a lot of times what gets shoved down your throat and you listen to it on the radio. Yeah, you know? yeah. Because I, I think about K-Rock. I was thinking about this earlier today yeah. about how K-Rock was all new wave. Like in the 80s, it was yeah. all new wave all the time. They, you know, Your alternative station. But it really was it was a new wave, new wave. Sort of, you know, late 80s, you started getting a little bit more alternative. And then all of a sudden, uh, Nirvana came out. Teen Spirit hits. And, Teen Spirit and hits. the world changes. Yeah. And it was like K-Rock suddenly was like, this is what we're playing now. Everything from before that got relegated to flashback weekend, right? You know, and that's like the only time you ever hear Depeche Mode or yeah. or well, and that was the downside of radio. And I worked at a radio station where my program director and I've talked about it on air before was like, uh, you know, you like Liz Fair, all right? Bring in a, bring in a Liz Fair album and, and play something off of it. Just delete, just mute the cuss words. So I, I got to <laughs> I got to kind of like put my soul into my music a little bit um right um so i totally understand what you're getting at and um but yeah so that might be the difference now but granted my all-time favorite band is the beatles and i found that organically i was 12 years old again there it was and my friend sean phillips and was now in las vegas was like hey try this thing it's called the beatles sergeant pepper it's a cassette right i found it like every generation actually does manage to find the beatles organically yes it's this big ent- entity now and everyone knows the Beatles so to speak but a lot of you still find it organically yeah. so I had a lot of pop bass I, I had I'm, I'm three minutes three and a half minutes and, and four three chords you know right oh sure yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, verse chorus verse chorus verse bridge chorus whatever yeah, yeah. <laughs> throwing a bridge and a middle eight and I'm good right. um, you know I'm not a yes fan I'm not a Boston fan if it starts going to eight minutes I'm like well how much cocaine are you doing <laughs> right there's only you so know, many tricks as much you as I love sleep. Oasis be here now it's like alright this song's you're 11 minutes in and three minutes of it was just yelling yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I do love some really long songs. Like, actually, one of my all-time favorite songs, and this is one that mm-hmm. you and anybody listening is going to laugh at, is by a gentleman named Marvin Aday, also known as Meat Loaf. You know him, <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not going to say Paradise yeah. by the Dashboard Line, yeah, yeah. Like, a great song, but it, the very last track on that album is called For Crying Out Loud, which is yeah. nearly in a great, great love song. But it, it, it isn't about nine minutes long, but it starts soft crescendos comes into a booming like full orchestra kind of thing and then gets yeah. soft at the end so I figure if your song's going to be that long it should go through a lot of changes yeah it, you shouldn't just be strumming a guitar for nine minutes yeah, long unless you've really got something right, important right. to like, say like Bohemian Rhapsody is a uh, by Queen is a, uh, a play I think it's like a it's like a soundtrack to a play or something yeah. it takes takes different forms yeah I know exactly what you mean mm-hmm. um, so but we always are similar um, what so what are some contenders for your your song that, that maybe you think you found well, that, well, that's certainly one of them. Like, you know, when I was trying to make this, I mm-hmm. I, I know your taste in music. Like, I know yeah. what I would put on a mixtape, yeah. but I also know your taste in music. And I, I found myself going, I love this song. He's not even going to give this a chance. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you, you probably would. And again, there's... Well, a, I always would give it a chance. And, and again, there's an aha song on here. I still have. And look, I still have it. So I And I've listened to it uh, on more than one occasion. Have you? You gave me like 14 discs of aha. Yeah. Because is, you, you were like, look, man, Take On Me <laughs> is nothing like what they do and it's this nuts. is and you went to their final gig right I, I, I did I am such a big fan and, tell and, that story and, it's a great story yeah it's true I, and I will say well I'll, I'll just say right up front that believe me it, it is tough when your all time favorite band in the four albums in Over Division is 
a the per, the perfect one hit wonder of the eighties. I mean, it's right. even being mocked in the current in the Volkswagen commercial now. Right. It's like people are yeah that commercial that, yeah, yeah yeah. Was that me? Was that, am I singing? Like it, it's brilliant. It's hilarious. But the yeah. fact is, like everybody loves Take on Me, but they put out nine albums, sold like forty million records worldwide. It's just that outside of the U.S. People like them inside the U.S. Nobody, everybody knows. Take right. on me. Maybe the sun always shines on TV, and that's it. Right. You know. But they were huge. I mean, they did a Bond theme. A lot of people don't remember. Right. But they did the Living Daylights, right. which, which again, going to you know, music industry is one of those things where the Bond theme was terrible. It yeah. actually was not very good. But it's because they recorded it the way they wanted, and the Bond people said, "We want it to sound more like this." this. And they're like, "Okay, well, what uh, can we do?" Studies we, show. Yeah, we want this gig, so they so they put it out, and then. They re-recorded it from their own album, a version that's a hundred times better. But at oh, any really? rate, really, yeah, I'm going to look that up. That's... It is. It actually is really. If you, com- okay. if you put them side by side, it's it's no totally it's no, to- no comparison. Yeah. But at any rate, it's true. I found out their their last three shows ever in Oslo, Norway, in in early December of 2010. I said, you know, this is this is my favorite band of all time. I I gotta go see them. I, yeah. I just do. So I went ahead and, well, luckily I was able to schedule the business trip around it. So I was able to, to expense the airfare. See, that's when your bank auditor job comes into it, play. This is what I'm saying. But I actually asked, yeah, have you got anything, you know, in England? And mm-hmm. so, I mean, I didn't expense the airfare to and from Norway. Sure, because you're from, upstanding job. Because this is who I am. Yeah. And, but I went, I, I did that and I went to a, a packed uh, Oslo Spectrum Arena and saw their final three shows. And they, they came out with a Blu-ray, a DVD and a Blu-ray yeah. of the final show. And it's, it's weird watching this concert going, I was there. I was actually at If you press the pause button, show. you can see Jay Arrett standing in 10th row back. He's the only tall American. No. Um, I, I, I am there. And, and actually, yeah, it's uh, you, you can see me somewhere in the crowd. And, and by the way, if, if I'm going to give any directives, this is, this yeah. is the, the final concert I was at. If, if I give instructions to your viewing and listening audience yeah. at home, yeah. I, I, would, I would say this as far as when you go to concerts, please, people, nobody bought a ticket to hear you sing. <laughs> You go to a concert, let them sing or lip sync if you have to. But but this is but this is just, just true. Like I'm in the standing section, the last year, and yeah. certainly not tenth row. But it, there was yeah. like a big mosh pit of people mosh to ah. Big songs, mosh which, pit of aha fans. But, something you never thought you'd hear. People, it, it's true. The next time people mosh to aha will be the first. But <laughs> I'm standing. But I'm standing in the crowd, and there are two guys standing behind me. They opened with the sun always shines on TV, and there are these two guys right behind me. The minute this guy, the yeah. singer starts singing, they're like. Tah! Me. How can I be belting the song in full voice? And it's like, okay, even though the sound was good and loud, sure. these guys are standing right, right behind me. And I have to turn around like, guys, would you mind not singing quite? Because I literally could not hear the singer. I could hear these two guys and that's it. So just please, for the well, love of God. And that's, I'm not surprised that you would do that. You're not, uh, you're not persnickety, but I was at a Dodger game where you went and grabbed a, a beach ball and you walked it back to the usher. Did I do that? You did do that. I, so I, I know that you, you like order in, in, in your public outings. Yes. <laughs> you like order and rule follow. You know, I'm really surprised I did that, actually, because I, I know a guy who handed a beach ball to the usher and actually nearly got into a fist fight over so it. People, I, yeah. we, there was about six of us in that group, so we were defended, but we, we, people were yelling at us. Right. But it, what, I, I hate it, too. Yeah. I, I'm glad you took a stand. Game people. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but I know. Yeah, <laughs> you shouldn't sing at concerts, but uh, uh, I, all the Oasis shows I went to, it, it was all about uh, belting out along with Liam, so uh, maybe outside of that. Yeah. Um, well, I, I figure yeah. when the band says, let's hear you out there, people. Yeah. Then you know that's when you sing. But, yeah. But when the person sitting right behind you is belting at full voice, one thing to kind of <laughs> under your breath, like yeah, no. 
yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. But uh, anyway, but yeah, yeah. but that that's those funny. were those but were. But you shows. went to Oslo, Norway, man. I that, did. That's dedication. I can say I that was is there. Dedication. I mean, you know, it, it, but that's just it. Like I told people, yeah, I'm going to go to Oslo to catch the Aha shows, and everyone's like, you think they're going to play Take on Me? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah right in the face. I haven't heard that. Yeah, one. I know that. Feel, you know, one of my uh, all time favorite bands is uh, is Crowded House. Mm-hmm. Just a spectacular band, and. Um, and and the 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 brothers uh, Tim and Neil are just great songwriters, mm. and uh, of course Crowded House, it, you know, don't dream it's over, which is I I love that song, great song, I love that song, yeah. but it's like oh they did that and that was that's all they did right yeah <laughs> right but yeah but imagine imagine Crowded House with an, an incredibly groundbreaking video and being about ten times as popular as it yeah. was and them still playing it at baseball games yeah. like you know because I don't know if you remember the story when Mike Morris was with the the Nationals two years ago mm-hmm. and. He he used Take On Me as his, as his walk-up oh, song. Oh, really? And they, they started playing it at the seventh inning of Nationals games. And the crowd's like singing along thing? to the high note and all that. And they actually asked the band if yeah. the Nationals make... like they, they Mike, yeah. Michael Morse and the guitar, uh, Mags, the guitarist of, of AHA, actually had a Twitter thing going on. Oh, really? And they had this big article about how like they're playing this song. And they asked the, the singer, if, if the Nationals make the World Series, would you guys consider coming over coming and, and playing? And, and he's like, yeah, of course. I'm like, come on, Nats! Of course, Morris is now playing for the the Mariners now, right? Yeah, now he's with the yeah. Orioles. Actually. Oh, Orioles! Yeah. He, oh, he's with the Orioles. So, yeah. well, maybe that's the, maybe they just adopt that. Yeah, maybe. You know, well, they, he, it, it still is. It's still okay. his walk to the play well, then, music. Maybe yeah. it's the Orioles. I'd actually root for the Orioles to win a World Series to see that happen for you. That's you know that's oh, that's kind what of, I do. Yeah, that's well, what I got. you got 27, and we got you know five. When so did you share start making? Uh, if you, you can take you take a sip of your water oh, there, if you want. I can't say water, root beer, add water. I'm I'm on my way. You're talking here. You're, you're, um, mixtapes. Mm. Let's talk about mixtapes. The fine art of mixtapes and mixtape making, uh, whether it's for a girl, for yourself, for a friend. Um, when did when did you really start digging into that? It, what prob- age? I, I would say probably early high school. Early high, okay. when, when I was because uh, I started really collecting music mm-hmm. albums uh, in junior high, and then. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Sticks uh, Paradise Theater was my first album. Really, Sticks? Yeah, my buddy Dag and I went to a record uh, record shop, and we both loved uh, High Infidelity by Aria Speedwagon. Yes, yes. And we both wanted to get it, but then we thought, well, it doesn't make sense for both of us to buy this. So you buy that one, and I'll buy the Sticks record. But so anyway, that's when I started <laughs> choices, choices. Say, like that. But but I digress <laughs> and reminisce. But anyway, so I'd say, but I got a CD player in mm-hmm. high school, and so. You were just out in my garage, and you saw my yeah. old my old mixing board, yeah. and that was my pride joy. Because because really, the old days of making the mixtape is you you play the record or whatever, and then the minute it ends, you hit stop, and then you try to yeah. cue it up right. So then, right as it's about to hit, you play record, yeah. and then you're hoping you just got it in right. And then then later on, you listen back to the mixtape, yeah. and it's like if you if you cut off the first two seconds of the song, you got to do it over. Got to do it all you over. That again. whole forty five minute side is right. done. So I get this mixing board, and I got the CDs, and I got I have I have a CD player plugged into it, and a turn table plugged into it it was it was not much of a mixing board but it just had two it's inputs. impressive it's it, i've just i saw it out in the garage there it's, it's got a vu meters it's got four channels it's it, great i don't even know what those things are but it, it was it was <laughs> you know but it's it, it had two it had two inputs which is yeah. all i need later on i think i went two turntables and a microphone it's right just, hey, anyway, hey, little, where little, it's little, little back for you but no but i, I you know I had a cd player and a turntable so i would set my tape side up so i could yeah. go album cd album cd and so like the album's about to end i have my finger on the play button right now the time now and hit play awesome. and, and it just would segue one song and like as the record's fading out the new yeah. song the CD's fading in and it was the same problem I mean, if I screwed yeah. up on something no I gotta start over because you can't just 
especially oh, yeah. especially a mixed one of the hazards of making a mix tape uh i found was you have to kind of time you know the track track list the running order uh, uh. The running time i should say and sometimes you get to the end of a tape and you have like 30 seconds of just blank because you're like i timed it wrong i didn't <laughs> add up the song times right or what's worse is like when you see you, you can see about a, a millimeter of tape space left and you're watching the dials turning and, and you know the song's got about 90 seconds I would left do, in it during that point uh, i'd come down I'm like all right i look i'd look at i pull the cassette out i look at it I'm like oh all right, let me try a Lemonhead song. They can have, they have some short pop songs. All right, let's put it in here. Um, and right. and you just and, and the songs recording, they're they're singing. Lemonheads are singing, and uh, and then and then you're looking. I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it. All of a sudden, the tape just go kakunk stops. Right. You're yeah. like, ah, now I gotta go back and do it again and find another song. It stops during the outro yeah. of the last song. I go just... I go find a Frente song. And do it, you know. <laughs> A little bizarre love track. Bizarre love track. Right. Cover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had to, you had to substitute the three minute forty five second song and put in a three minute thirty two second yeah. song. Like, okay, this is gonna work now. This yeah. will be perfect. Like this. That, the pitfall. So I'm, you're good. You're excited even telling me how you used to do the, the the the. You have your own little radio station recording. You got yeah, ins, and ins and outs and fade ins and oh oh, it's true. Yeah, it's exciting. Well, I, well, I always like thought about the songs. Not just the, the running order is very important. You yeah, have, you have to have a good. You you can't have the first song be too like. Bang! Like right. an intro, because if somebody has their their, their well, stereo it, t- too high, it's going to burst their. Eardrums. And we're talking, and I, this this is a a book and movie that is just just so keyed my life. Obviously, it's high, it's high Fidelity by Nick Hornby, mm-hmm. uh, which goes into that. Yep. Um, and it, it's right. And when that when that why it was so important when that came out, it was like this is what my everyday life is. I get a notepad out and I'm making a new disc, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, you're yeah. right. You can't start too strong, but you got to hit them hard at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Like I'm looking at the, at the, at the two songs that I started here, like uh, the song by Redbox, which is actually my, my favorite band okay. right now. I, I actually know these guys, but I was a friend first and a fan second, or fan first and a friend second. Awesome. But at any rate, yeah, I'll, I can tell you that story later. But uh, Redbox called song called Don't Let Go fades in very slowly. Okay. So you'll, you'll be okay there. And then I'm looking at the Eric Matthews song. Like it just starts with a very slow guitar strum. Eric, Eric Matthews, uh, you introduced me him the song fanfare. fanfare i was just gonna say that's not a I good love one. yeah yeah it, that actually is the first song on that cd but not a great one to put on a mix cd because again it, it starts out with a bang and it's if you oh, got ca- your kestrel type of stuff, stuff. It, it is uh, with the trumpet and the one yes so but that's that's the problem with a mix cd is if, if someone's got their volume up too loud you're gonna you're gonna, <laughs> you're gonna kill them you will physically kill um them. but that you know that's awesome uh, uh see i remember you you did make me you asked me before if i uh um if I had made you, if you made me CDs, and I'm like, I know you did, I just can't remember. Yeah. Other than the Aha compilation, they were just like, they were just that memorable. Yeah, um, but <laughs> but clearly um, you did because Eric Matthews Fanfare uh, oh. is is made it onto several of my mix CDs. Oh, fantastic! Yeah, and and that's the beauty of mixtapes like this, where it's again, I'm you know not dedicating these to you. These are songs that I I love. Why why aren't you dedicating them to me? Well, you, I, I want to be. This is like a reunion well, here. Well, actually, you know, some of these really, it, it's it, they are kind of dedicated, but they're but there's it's just like shared experiences. I think with you and I, I have a feeling I, maybe I'm wrong, but you're going to be like, here's my two CDs of what it's like to be a um, single middle aged male. Here's the path that you're on. Hey, eyes on your own paper, pal. <laughs> How did you know that? Kind of believe this. Uh, that's, yeah, you know. That's, yeah. I should just share this. Uh, I should just share this uh, this playlist um, that I was talking about <laughs> and the old guy now. You'd probably be like, oh, that was, uh, you know. Uh, Stuff like Waiting for My Real Life to Begin by Colin Hay, When I Was in Your Heart by David Gray, What Makes You Think You're the One, which is uh, one I just found recently. It's an older song from the Twilight Singers. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, we, we do have uh, 
Yeah. I'm just I'm I'm reading the things of grand. One of my all time favorite songs and bands is Eels and Things the Grandchildren mm. Should Know, which comes oh. from Blinking Lights and Other Revelations. Which, by the way, uh, I was not a fan of the Eels, uh, other than I knew Nova came for the soul because I spun it in, as a DJ. And you called me one day, Jay from Pasadena. Goes, look, I know you, Jay. I get a call back in the days where you'd call people before you text them or emailed them because <laughs> I. I was never a huge fan, but I, I don't know if you were or not, but I just, I listened to this double album and I, I absolutely know you're going to love this. I'm like, what is it? Eels. Oh, no, we can't. No, no. Blinking lights. Another red. Get it. Right. Went out and bought it. Uh, blew me away. That's yeah. Fan. Isn't that the one with whatever happened to soy bomb? On whatever it? happened to soy bomb. <laughs> yes. Yes. But yeah, just to end with things, the grandchildren should know, which is just a great song title anyway. Yeah. That's a, but it's just a beautiful song. Like gotta I read his book too. Have you read his book? Uh, I have not. Mark no. Oliver Everett. Well, well actually I nice. I was, actually an e fan yeah. before eels because you know the first yeah no e- i have some of the e albums yeah yeah i think he only he only put out two uh, I think. two yeah. i think just the two, two a broken toy shop and uh and the first one a man called e yeah yeah and and again it was just something i discovered in a used cd yeah. store like oh well man called e interesting and it popped in the player it's one of those within 10 seconds you're like okay i'm gonna buy this yeah i'm gonna own this thing and it was early 90s right so somewhere he's, a, the- he's up to 50 now i think he's an older guy is he no kidding yeah his fascinating life tragic life oh my god yeah yeah. well well that whole uh album uh what's the one that came out right after his mother and his sister died yeah Uh, the the, the second one after the big one uh, because his his sister committed suicide his mom died of cancer his dad died of cancer too so it just oh yeah within span of two years oh yeah no so i mean it's not not exactly positive uplifting music for the whole family yeah but i love it but it's uh (laughs) it's it really is is you certainly shouldn't be drinking much when you listen Right. because you get to right. hide, hide the sharp objects. But songs right. on this one. Um, <laughs> hey man, you know, hey man, are you really living? It's a great oh, upbeat a, song, and, it, and my losing definitely. streak is done. Absolutely. Oh sure. Um, wow. Um, well, well, the the themes behind these, you know, I, I was going to say the, the get to the the themes behind these. Really, these are primarily kind of a. Love sucks, kind of songs. And yeah. By and large, I won't lie to you, but there are a few. There are kind of a few non sequiturs in there. But I figure in this day and age, if yeah. if you like some of them, you can just kind of compile the ones you like from the two into. That's always one. the goal when you handed a, a mix, unless it was a, a girl and you're trying to woo her. You want her to want every song in her life, but um, and there's nothing more disappointing. We'll, uh, we'll come back to that in a second about right. women and music and their taste. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just want like, hey, if you can pull three or four off of these and, and adapt them in your own life, then my job here is done. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. What, so what's the stretch? So you start strong and then what do you do? Do you always just go slow and melancholy and build back up or do you kind of sustain oh, the momentum? What do you do? Oh no, no, you definitely got to mix songs with feel. You can't have okay. just like uh, male guitarist singer songwriter followed by male guitarist singer songwriter. Oh, you, you, you I'm out. Yeah. Okay. Well, I was <laughs> that's gonna, all I have. Wait. So you like those guys? Male oh, guitarist. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Nope. yeah have you heard? Yeah, no. Yeah. No kidding. Especially if they're balding and depressed. Right. Yeah. yeah oh, right. Wow. You know what I mean? That's a shock. Cause I, I thought you were all you know like yeah. you know One Direction kind yeah. of. I do own some Katy Perry. I'm gonna proudly proclaim that i actually like the very first song katie perry came out with mm-hmm. which was you're so gay you yeah know, which which was lyrically speaking was not what they're going to play on the disney channel sure yeah very advanced lyrically to the point that even when her cd came out it actually yeah. cleaned it up there was just there was no it wasn't like a parental ad- advisory right. sticker on yeah. one and you, you know how they did those those that's yeah. that's oh, really yeah. annoying that was yeah. big in the 90s but they actually 
cleaned up the lyrics and just put out one version of the mm. album. You had to get to the EP to find the Santa un- Barbara Girl, the right? Uns- yeah. I believe from she, your home, I, hometown, my adopted Adop- home. adopted hometown. Yeah, I mean. it's true. Um, I love Waking Up in Vegas by Katy Perry. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's, it's one it, of my favorites, folks. Yeah, it's a good song. But yeah, I heard you're so gay, and I thought, wow, she's she's the new alternative artist coming around. Sure. And then yeah, not so much. Not so much. Nah, yeah, she's much. she's kind of got a little. It's like, wait a minute. So you're so gay sold like ten thousand copies, and uh, I kissed a girl, and this other one sold. A few million copies. Okay, maybe yeah. that's the direction I should be yeah. headed. You think? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm just saying. No, but you you, you start. Uh, it, really, it's not so much um, where you start and where you end up. The last song has got to be big and meaningful. Yeah, it has to be. You, you can't. It's the crescendo. Yeah, it is. It, it's kind of like if if he had finished that album with "Hey Man, I You Really Living." No, that's no, not. That's right. not how you finish that album. No, that, that's not. So you, you got to finish big, but you really kind of want to make the styles because stylistically, it's all over the map. Really. Yeah. I mean, there's some speed metal in there. No, there's no speed metal. <laughs> but <laughs> some, and it's hard to match sometimes. Like I, like I said, I'm a huge Beatles fan. There's maybe on three occasions that a Beatles song ended up in a mix CD because it's hard to follow them or precede them with songs because sometimes they're just they're just the Beatles. It yeah. stands out. Mm-hmm. It's like a A-list actor appearing in a movie in full costume, and you're like, no, that's still Brad Pitt. Right. Um, though I think Pitt's a better actor than that. But yeah, uh, and that example, <laughs> um, you know, no, that's still Tom Cruise. Uh, Sean Connery's doing a Scottish Russian accent. Right. Well, and that's just it. Bob Dylan is kind of a non sequitur on this thing because like all mm-hmm. all of these bands are. I mean, these are all from major releases, but it's like one of these is not like the others. It's like I've got the Whitlam's, Giraffe, Bob Dylan, and then I am Clue. Like, which one does not belong here? But, but you could work it with Dylan. I'm excited to see how that fits in. Yeah, it's I did, and I also it is about a, almost an eight minute long song. It's hard to put a song that long in the middle of a mixtape. Right. It's tough. It, yeah. It's, it's got to it's got to be okay because it yeah. kind of kind of kills the momentum when somebody has to sit there and listen it's to eight fine. minutes of song. It, but it's worth it. It can work. You know, Shelter from the Storm. One of the other ones from the Jeremy. McGuire soundtrack was the first time I was like, ah, maybe I should change my stance on Dylan. Shelter from the Storm, Shelter also from, from um, right, also from the Blood on the Tracks album, right? Same, um, same story. Okay, we were talking about uh, romantic relationships and uh, music, and how difficult mm. is it to invest in someone when the musical tastes just oh. don't just don't sink oh my god yeah i mean i have had three serious girlfriends in my life like my first one it was in college and you know she listened to whatever it was no big deal but then i met this girl named brianne who was all country all the time and like i met her and she tells me this and i'm like oh dear god no oh my god this there's nothing wrong with this girl at all but she's a country fan yeah and 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 one and of those and, and like strictly country. I mean, would listen to some other stuff right, right. here and there, but pretty much like we're in the car and she's got whatever the country station is. Like yeah. that's it. And that actually, it, again, people tend to listen to what's shoved down their throats. Sure. I, by extension, had a brief regrettable country phase in my life, which <laughs> I will I will you know deny to the death if anybody ever. Had. This isn't. We're not recording. This no, is a, this no, is a test. No, no, right no, now, no. Right? This is not. No. And okay. look, and for the record, people, I uh, I actually kind of like country, though it's I like more alt country. It, it, you you do and Ryan Bingham, Ryan Adams, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Whiskey Town, all that. Wilco, stuff. Wilco, uh, love uh, Wilco. Uh, Jayhawks, even yeah. Jayhawk, love Jayhawks. Good good bands, yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and I think the good thing about all country is is a little different. The, the main problem it is it's very different. And yeah. that's a, and the main problem I have with country music is talk about like 
uh, verse chorus verse chorus yeah whatever say the name of the song big finish and that's yeah. and that's like every country song it just seems to me like they're yeah all it's, so regardless alike. it's not your thing so you've got this woman right. in your life oh okay right it's her thing it, it is totally her thing and yeah. it's and, but i adapt i adapted it really was right. a, a publisher parish kind of thing like i decided to publish i'm i became a country music fan. i have a big in my cd collection i got a yeah. big long stack of and some of the music actually is pretty good some of the songs are pretty right. good but suffice to say it's like the minute I drop her off, I couldn't change the station fast enough. Like now, when you back to Garrick, and I wrote it, and this is in that book, um, available on Amazon for Kindle folks. Um, I wrote an article on like on that stuff, and and um, I at the time was in a relationship with someone that didn't last too long, uh, where her um, biggest musical just love was Tori Amos. I had no mm. problem with Tori Amos. I, I get it, crazy, but I get it. Right. Talented woman, just not my thing. Sure. That's. I had to listen to so much Tori Amos during that two and a half months. And I couldn't wait. When it ended, that was the first thing I did is I got Tori Amos songs out of my life. Just burn the CDs. Just, just, just yeah, I'm done with this. Right. I'm done with this. Um, and is it hard? Do you find it hard? Now, you're now you're single now. Um, mm. Is it hard to bridge that that gap when stuff like that comes up? It, it, it is. It's very hard, especially when you're going on roadies. I mean, that's where it yeah. gets the hardest is, is when... You're in the car together, and of course you're playing music, yeah. and you, you, you try to find middle ground. Sure, but there wind up being a very limited amount of artists that you have middle ground yeah, yeah. with. You know, like there were some country artists that I like. I, I think what it is is I had to let her know little by little. The more comfortable I got with her, I had to let her know that you know I like country, but there's <laughs> other stuff out there that. Why don't you try Can these we? guys? You might, yeah, you might actually enjoy it. So you do, you have to work through it little by little. Now, I was going to say, you didn't even, you know, mm. I didn't even get to the, the best is my most recent girlfriend yeah. was a metalhead. Hard, right. hard, not hardcore. When I say hardcore, not like, well, she likes Slayer, Megadeth, stuff like that. Didn't yeah. really play it much, but you know, yeah. she's just kind of like Megadeth kicks ass kind of thing. Like, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, they do. Again, if, if you, anybody who likes that. It's wonderful. not a judgment of genres. No, it, it's no, not it's at not. all. And, and, and even with country, I feel I'm not trying to rip people who like country. If you like it, wonderful. It's not yeah. for me. And, and it's like, I appreciate the talent that goes in. Like some of the heavy sure. metals were great. Anyway. She, Absolutely. Yeah. Right. But she, that, that was really her thing. But she, she actually got to like AHA too. And she got to like other bands. Mm-hmm. So we, we were able to bridge the gap a little bit more easily. And she, and she was good about like, if she knew I didn't like something. Right. She, you know, she was okay with changing. She was more the kind that if a song came on. Like on my iPod, we were driving along. She's like, "Ew!" And then she would just like reach for the reach for the radio. She would just change it herself without even. Yeah, asking I was me. in like, one relation for three and a half years where um, we we had some actual similarities, but overall there wasn't. And any any of my songs, she called uh, lady feeling songs, mm, and uh, yeah. she liked the harder stuff and and Doors and Zeppelin. And and as a classic, uh, as a uh, oldies lover, I, I'm just not a Doors or Zeppelin fan um, too much. Uh, individually might like some songs but um so we had some differences but if it was if it was in the car it was her music Uh. and we did two cross-country trips to tennessee and the only time it was my music was when she was passed out right so you're so you're like she did let me listen to elvis driving into memphis and i had almost a religious experience with that i was Mm. never an elvis fan wow Uh, other than again individually i could like this song the suspicious minds i like that song oh yeah 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 sure we're driving in i said i'm just gonna do this for kitschy shake sake and um put on uh found my small selection of elvis songs as we crossed the mississippi into memphis mm. i'm telling you i'm telling you i heard his voice in the car type of like wow i get wow. it it's weird it was really weird so wow. but yeah it was it was hard it was hard it, it, and you try to say well it's just music 
But music, even above movies for me, is more in tune with your soul. It, it absolutely is. And you know, the one thing everybody has in common that they at the same time have different is taste in music. Everybody mm. thinks their taste in music is the best in the world. Okay. <laughs> Every song on my iPod, I like. Yes. Maybe not every, because I have a lot of albums on there. Yeah, like, yeah. Kids, yeah, there's some skips, but yeah, kids have your parents explain what an album is. They they can fill you <laughs> in, but at any yeah, there are a few skips in there. But I like what I every every song on these two CDs I gave to you. I like you're not yeah. you're not going to like them all, and, right? And right. that's just it. And you have songs that you like that I'm not going to like, right? And that's just, just the way it is. And and I think that really, to an extent, like I I was thinking about this earlier today too, like. I had some roommates in college who were humongous Beatles fans, yeah. and I was just thinking about the Beatles in general. There are people who will not like you as a person if you don't like the Beatles. Right. Because people look at you like, what is wrong with right. you? How could you not, like, people just can't comprehend. Yeah. How could you not like this band? There's right. just no way. And so that's kind of what happens is, is as I think everybody maybe has that musical snobbery. You and I probably more than the yeah, average oh, definitely, person, definitely. I think. And, and 10 years ago, you couldn't have a conversation with me if you didn't like a certain style or, you know, absolutely. Yep, yep there, there you go. And that's um, just it. And so people, like, really, it, it so it speaks to them. Like, for example, if you came back to me, that song I was telling you about, Reasons to Stay Indoors, and you go, eh, it's okay. I'd be like, what? What? What do you mean it's okay? It's well, a great song. Well, there be times. I'm trying to think of any specific example in our lives, other than you know Ryan Adams. I came to like him, and you were like uh, his rock and roll album or Lock, Laurel and Roll because it's backwards actually. Right, yeah, uh, rock and roll, great album, and you were like, this is a this is an amazing album, and I was like, oh god, yeah, that's great, and that's when I really started getting into Ryan Adams, and then I went to the rest of his catalog, and a lot of it's whiskey soaked, country tinge. Some of it's just straight out country from Jacksonville city nights type stuff, and uh, you were like. Eh, not my thing. And yeah. I was like, ah, okay, I'm not going to see you next week. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm bathing my gerbil yes. that night. Yeah. So uh, I know what you mean. Where, but but yeah, that's. Uh, and I. But there, uh, the flip side is there's nothing more satisfying. And I got to experience it from a, a rock DJ point of view, but even just friend to friend, where it's like, hey, listen to this, and it's like the the, the answer back is that that was an amazing song. Mm. It's like given this gift of life. <laughs> it's like yeah. really like. Like, here's my gift to you. I accept your gift. It is. It's like DJ is actually one of my yeah. dream jobs. Like I would yeah. love, but I would love to have a job as a DJ. And, and mm -hmm. you probably had lots of freedom by and large as to what I you did. played. I did. And, and that's just it is I think now if you, if you got a job on Power 106 oh, or, yeah. or whatever, you know, Star 98.7. It's, progr it's programmed out it, week, it's, weeks in advance. Yeah. Here's, yeah, here's what you're going to play. Yeah. You were going to play these songs. I, I, there's no way I could do that. I would have to be like, no, these are the songs I'm going to play. Mm -hmm. Of course, I, I would never get, I would never survive on pop music radio because right. I'm pretty much categorically hate everything that's on the yeah, radio yeah, nowadays, yeah, yeah. right? So I would love to be like, I'd love to have a show like on satellite or something to say, yeah. you know, this is the J Aired Hour and play just songs that I love. Let's do it. We got to figure that out. And maybe and rain and maybe we just sing, you speak to somebody. I'm telling you, it was great. I I, I would mm. I would play, you know, because I I was allowed in my radio days to kind of discover bands because I was still young doing when I was on radio. I was 20, so I was just kind of opening up, you know, because all through junior high and high school, I was like, I like oldies and the Beatles, and like my first non-Beatle album purchase was uh, kind of back to back was Ben Doctor's Pocket Full of Kryptonite, wow, and uh, Liz Fair's uh, Exile in Guyville. No, actually, mm. uh, it was actually Liz Fair's second album. And then I went back and bought Exile in Guyville. Yeah, you have to. So that was late in the game. But so by the time I hit radio, I got to I got to discover uh, the replacements. That's the, mm. that's who I discovered most on the radio, uh, and then in turn Paul Westerberg. <laughs> but um, so yeah, it was great. And then you play a song, um, you know. Uh, the, Something I'm trying to think of, uh, of uh, uh, Skyway by The Replacements, one okay. of my all-time favorite songs, one of the saddest, saddest 
songs you'll ever listen to. Skyway, mm. two minutes of, of sadness. Uh, <laughs> well, I, at least I, it gets over with yeah, the again. I'd play it, and then people, someone, that's, listeners would call in, that's an awesome song. Who is that? And it'd be like, just like your kid hit a home run in Little League. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and you and I not being fathers, maybe that's, maybe that's, <laughs> we had the experience. And by the time it was, when it was time for us to become fathers, we're like, we've already done it. We've had, yeah. it. we've experienced the yeah. joy of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I got Kendall likes Savoy, and that's pretty yeah. much, pretty, pretty yeah, much hey, the, the yeah. beginning. The beginning. And I'm the end excited. Of it. Yeah, it's I'm, true. I'm disappointed that my CD player doesn't work on my car. I, oh I could, no! No, I have, I have, I have it at home, and I, I, I'm just going to rip it and uh, put it on the old iTunes. But uh, right. I might even, hey, might even do that before I leave, so I can hear it, hear it down, uh, driving down the 101. It, does this ever happen to you? By the way, this happens to me more often than you mm-hmm. think. Where you're just out and about, you're in, a, you're in, a, you're in like a fast food restaurant, you're yeah. in some clothing store, and some song comes on, and you're like. This is really good. Who is this? Oh yeah. Does that ever happen? In All the old the in, in the old days, of course, I'd be sitting there trying to listen to the lyrics. Like, okay, I got to remember. I got to write down okay, this set of lyrics. I go home. I'd go to a catalog and try to research yeah. what the thing is. Whereas now, you bust out the phone, you type in the yeah. lyrics. Like, that's who that is. Yeah, great stuff. And you got well. Yeah. There's there's apps. My uh, my ex, the one we drove cross country with. There was some songs I got her to like some some lady feeling songs. Uh, mostly, uh, I was big at the time. Dan Wilson. And mm. Dan Wilson of Semisonic, of Semisonic, co-writer of a lot yeah. of Adele's songs, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a couple songs on his solo album, and uh, she she just pulled out an app and put it up against the speaker, and the app was like "Day Day Day" by Dan Wilson. Bye now, right? And I was yeah. I felt so old at that point. Yeah, it, it's <laughs> it's really true. That's yeah. We had a Google search, but before then, you had to like hope to hear it again at the same grocery store. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> by the way, speaking of Dan Wilson, just yeah. to, to get get off on another tangent, have you heard the song "What a Year for a New Year" by him? It was on like a Christmas compilation yes. CD. Yes. Absolutely have. I don't own it, I don't think. Absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous track. I'm going to have to iTunes it uh, maybe even while we're right here. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. Um, Yeah, I'll do that after. But yeah, um, Dan Wilson is one of the great American songwriters. Uh, Semisonic, which unfortunately gets put into a not even a one-hit wonder band. Well, well, what am I saying? Closing Time is perhaps one of the biggest one-hit wonders, which angers me to no end because right. they're just a spectacular band, kind of a crowded house of the 90s to me, mm-hmm. similar vibe. But Dan Wilson's just a great songwriter. That, and, yeah, that follow-up album, All About Chemistry, is fantastic. All About Chemistry, uh, which is the last Semisonic album. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one, um, the first album, uh, it kind of told a story of a relationship from start to beginning and then just, yeah, great band. Right. Great band, more than closing time. We could probably talk for another hour about uh, bands everyone should love. Right. And As I recall, closing time I think was the first song on that album. I in a in a strangely ironic way was it? I don't think it was the last. Uh, I'm trying to remember. I'm going to my uh, going to my songs right now. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I don't remember the running order of that album particularly, but I seem to recall that was you know actually funny. I just got this new computer. I haven't imported my Semisonic onto this. You one. what? Uh, I don't even know who you are. That anymore. angers me. Wow, that's it. That angers me. Um, what's the joy you get? from discovering a new song or new band wow especially if it's a new song from a band that's been around a while it's delving delving back into that catalog it's it's buying buying the song oh that's a great joy isn't it it is buying the song and buying the album well i'll tell you you know you talked about how i got into music and like when i was a kid all you could really afford were 45s again kids have your parents explain (laughs) but you'd you'd like buy the song and you're, you're always hoping oh please let it not be a scratchy record please let it be a clean piece of vinyl but if you really if they came out with another song or two you like yeah now it's time to buy the album now it's time to drop that seven 98 oh, over, yeah. uh, over at Licorice Pizza. I've said licorice, the words Licorice Pizza three times now in this We podcast. did go there it, one time, I think. I, I, I remember that. I was kidding, though. That chain's been gone forever. Hasn't really? It? I don't know. Uh, I thought it, we went to a place like that. We probably went to like, it was probably Tower. 
God bless you. Nah, I'm there's, you took me to so many record stores. Yeah, my band that I recently discovered, there, there's a couple. Uh, um, I'm looking at some of my playlists. There. David Hopkins is an Irish guy. My ex actually knew him. He, was, he used to go to the farmer's market in Hollywood and write songs there. I'm not familiar. And I, th- I thought he was just a... You know, oh, just a dude hanging out having coffee. No, he was legit recording career. This guy, David Hopkins, just spectacular songs. Wow. Um, the band Dawes. You familiar with Dawes? Uh, I, I, there might no. There's not a Dawes. I was gonna put on. A, well, I was gonna put on a little bit of everything. It didn't fit. Okay, but you already know Dawes. So, you know, that's, that's just, a but here's the thing. I just discovered Dawes. Oh, fantastic! Maybe about a year ago. Uh, this is this is a funny story. I was uh, uh, taking a a, uh, a little sleep taking a nap and uh, was with a, a lady friend just kind of passed out taking a nap and a song came on like the direct TV just music channel was playing wow. in the background and I heard the song if I wanted someone mm-hmm. and um, it's not a love song people and um, I remember just kind of Oh, this song. Oh, my God. This song just struck a chord. And I'm trying to, like, peek over <laughs> with my head. And, and the thing and the, and the thing bounces on the TV screen. It does. Going, da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. I'm trying to, like, Dawes, if I wanted some, i got to remember that. got to remember that. got to remember that. And, like, an hour later, I just snuck over to my phone. And, right. yep. and listen to that song. Blew me away. And I'm like, oh. And then you find out, oh, my gosh, there's three, four albums that I can dig into. It's just so exciting. Even now, where music is not as, as prominent in my life. I just don't have a lot of time to go out and do it like I used to. Um, got the joy in finding that. Bands like the Drive-By Truckers, I discovered right. them. and uh, um, God, I love that stuff. Another band that happened that that happened to me for that recently was I saw a concert in Santa Barbara. It was Ben Folds 5. Well, you're a fan of I love Ben, ben Folds 5. Folds 5. Yeah. Absolutely. There is a Ben Folds 5. Do you have the new one? I don't. I it's, don't. Oh, good. Erase me. It's on on this. Oh, great. It's from the new album. It's it's evaporated by Ben Folds Five is um, one of my uh, one of those songs that that I think I found. You know, it's one. Right. It's a top ten Ken song. Right. Yeah. No. Th- this concert was one. It was a weird one. It was like bare naked ladies, Guster. Uh, oh, I've seen bare naked ladies live. I, I I can't remember offhand who even the fourth band was. It was somebody I even liked, and I, I'm I'm spacing. But the whole point was Guster. Guster yeah. is a band that I've heard a couple songs from, and I kind of marginally, you know, peripherally like them. Mm-hmm. And they play in concert, and they were fantastic. But they played this one song, and unfortunately, the name eludes me. But I'm like, that is a great song. And so I went and got that album. And so now I'm like, I got to get more of these guys' um, stuff. Guster, the song I have right now is uh, Manifest Destiny. That's uh, not it, but. Yeah. Um, uh, I'll just play that before I get sued. Right. Uh, that was the theme song to the pilot I shot with Christian Harloff of Schmelz. No, he had that song. He's the one who had that song, Manifest Destiny. So I know I'm very right. familiar with Guster. You, are you do like Noah and the Whale? You know, I, I I have one of their albums. I don't know if I've listened to it much. I should delve more into them. Noah because... and the Whale is a life changing band for me. My writing okay. partner Matt Key introduced me to Noah and the Whale. They're uh, uh, named after Noah Baumbach in the movie Squid and the Whale. Um, well, everyone knows that. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> they're one of their albums. Um, it's the second album. And now we're just folks. Now Jay and I are just, you're, you're along for the ride because this used to be what Jay and I would do in emails back and forth to each other. Now, we had time. Yeah, now we're just riffing, but it's, yeah. but it's in person. Uh, so, here's yeah. some of their albums. Uh, uh, you got First Day of Spring, Heart of Nowhere, Last Night on Earth, and uh, the song where everyone's heard, I think, uh, Five Years Time, Sun, Sun, Sun. Um, but that album... Album, which for some reason I'm drawing a blank on what the album name is. <laughs> it might just be called Noah and the Whale. Um, no, I, I can't remember now, but uh, um, it is from start to finish like listening to a Wes Anderson movie, and I'm a huge Wes Anderson mm. fan. Maybe some people aren't, um, but that's not the point. The point is, yeah, it right. is an amazing, amazing journey, and um, that's what I what I love finding when I discovered that. And, and you know, you, you talked about we really. Uh, kind of uh, been bouncing around this topic but the, the whole concept of buying an album 
and yes, actually listening go into to that. Yes. Yeah, it, it, I, to me, there's such a joy. Like, you know, again, I started with 45s, then I went to albums, and then I was pretty much all albums. If I like yes. the song, I'm buying the album. But there was yeah. no greater joy than leaving a record store with this piece of vinyl yeah. of, of just th- that I, I got to play one side and flip it over and play the other side and listen to it start <laughs> to finish. And maybe I would have loved it, and maybe I didn't. But when I really liked it, it's like yeah. the, the, the joy that you get from that is is just overwhelming. I uh, One of the... I, I'm sorry, folks. It sounds like I'm pimping myself out. But one of the articles... I wrote for tinymixtapes.com was uh, the death of the album this is in 2004 or 5 that I I wrote this album this thing and uh, talking about the death of the album and and how it's just going to go away and there were some artists big artists at the time um, probably Radiohead, I think, was referencing it, but also, uh, you know, you know who did reference it, it was Rob Thomas of, of Matchbox Twenty, which mm-hmm. is I'm not a fan of, but he talked about just how the tragedy that an albums are going away, right? At least as we know it at the time, and and yeah, there's still albums out there, folks. I just bought the new Kings of Leon album, and I love it. It's not the same. I mean, mm-hmm. that is, but the experience is no longer the same. It, it's, it's it's no not, longer the same well, and, in, and in I, terms of purchasing. It, it's true. And I think, you know, I really think part of the problem, too, is that the especially with the younger generation, like I look at my nieces who are 12 and 10. Clarice and yeah. Jenna, hi, girls. They're Hello. not, not going to listen to this. But at any rate, <laughs> they will probably in their lives never own a physical piece of musical media. Ever. Yeah, you know they won't. They don't have a CD player. Why would they? Yeah, there's no. It's kind of like oh yeah, those those iPods that they're carrying around. Okay, you know, you know those things, kids. That <laughs> that hold, these like, kids got they hold that like ten thousand songs. No, 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 that's not what you want. You want this thing, this little flat right. disc. It holds ten songs, but trust me, it's like it's so much better. It's an experience, you know, man. Yeah, they, they'll they'll never know what it's like. But it's something about owning an actual piece of media. I still experience that, and I, have, I hear the old DJ me is coming out. The album name I can't remember, but Noah and the Whales, "Peaceful the World Lays Me Down." Oh, that's it. Yep, yep. Oh god, that and that song, "Peaceful the World Lays Me Down," is one of my all time favorites. Oh, I'm sorry, I just I could not. I was obsessed with that. I could not. <laughs> I could angry that I forgot the name. I'm gonna go listen to that album later on You've today. Got, and 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 the last two. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I love. Uh, they're an experience, but um. Mm. I like I said I've transitioned away and just did I'm, I buy a lot of music digitally now. Um, I just got back into comic books, mm. so you can buy comics digitally now. Comicsology oh, and all these apps, yep, and people it. can give you a flash drive. And you know I have all 155 GI Joes from the original run on a hard drive. Wow, <clears throat> can't do it. Yeah. I, I like it. I go to a comic shop every Wednesday because I have to have it in my hands. Right. Yeah. I, I have a Kindle app. I have all that stuff. Buy my book on Kindle, folks. But I don't have a hard copy version, and it kills me. It's not real yet to me because yeah. Yeah. I gotta have. I, I and of course you're like me. You have uh, this is a very you've done very well for yourself in this house. You've got three <laughs> giant rooms to store media in. It, uh, yeah, I'm true. jealous. <laughs> I have no more room. Well, it's a decision I made long ago. Family or media? Let's see, kids <laughs> or DVDs and and, and CDs. DVDs, CDs for the win. That's probably a decision I made when I uh, took I Am A Rock as my uh, theme song. It's a decision I made when I made AHA my favorite band. It's like, who's your favorite band? Yeah, and it's, I mean, look, like it, I bought the the latest Kings of Leon album, but in two clicks. And that's great. But there was something about I would drive down to Amoeba in Hollywood and you'd search, you'd search, you'd search. And here was my rule at Amoeba. I wouldn't take a bag. I wouldn't take a, a carry bag. Right. Uh, the, the CDs were on those hard plastic white things with the, with the handles on the far ends. of, And I would just strap all the CDs onto my wrists. 
And if it got too heavy, it was time to go. It was time to go. Yeah. And that was every time. And so I'd love finding, because you go, I'm going to go by uh, Kings of Leon. And you get there and you go, all right, before I do that, I'm going to make my rounds and, oh, this, and I needed this. Let me try this and this. I literally sometimes, and I know you do this too, mm-hmm. you'd see either a name of a song, a name of a title of the album, or the name of the band, or even just cover art and go, I don't know who this is. I'm going to try it. Exactly. I would do it all the time. And... um and then you get the King's Leon album you want, you open it up in the car, you pop it in, you, on the ride back you listen to it and you take it in and you yeah. get to un- get this new chapter of your life unfolds in front of you. Yeah, it, it's true. It, it's absolutely true. And you know, and the thing is with the albums that come out nowadays too, they'll never go out of print unless yeah. iTunes decides that, okay, well our servers have 23 <laughs> trillion terabytes or whatever the equivalent is right. it, and we have just too much music, we're going to get rid of some of this old stuff. Anything that gets released now will always be there. Whereas, yeah. You know, albums would certainly go out of print and CDs would go out of print too. And like yeah. one of my old all-time favorite albums is Goodbye Elbrick Road by Elton John. Sure. And I had it on vinyl, but I had just gotten my first CD player. And I remember going to, a, to I think it actually was Licorice Pizza. Now I've said it four times. And they had the CD in there of Goodbye Elbrick Road. Mm-hmm. This, was, this was probably 1986. And I remember thinking, well, I know I'm getting a, C, a CD player for my birthday in three days. So there's no point in buying this yet, but I'm going to come back and buy this. So three days right. later, I get the CD player. I go... That day or day after, went right back to there to look to the record store, and the CD was gone. And it turns out that it was when I say gone, it was gone. deleted out of print. Right, it was just non-existent. I went to every record store I could think of, anything yeah. in the area, and some not in the area, to go find this, and it just didn't exist. Yeah, and I remember three months later. I was up in Pismo Beach, up, yeah, up my near, hometown, up, up near your hometown. I was there with uh, my buddy Ross was there too. We, yeah. we I, I always got to invite a friend along to family vacations, and we're in a record Aww. store, and we're just flipping through discs. And Ross from across the room goes, "Hey Jay, is this what you were looking for?" And he holds up "Goodbye Elbert Road," and part of me goes, "You bastard! You found the one! You found it! You found it! I, I, yeah. I, I'm supposed to find it, but part of me was like, oh, <laughs> like the clouds open, the beam of light comes shining oh, through, the shackles break away from the slaves. Oh. It was just like I have this on compact disc yeah. now." That's a great story. It's better, like, you know, out of uh, imports is kind of the same over here in America, but you're kind of a, you're a world traveler. You would come back from London, hey, I heard this, and, and you should listen to it. Um, um, God, what was uh, Butterfly Boucher? Uh, uh, no, she's Australian. She's now, Australian. You that, heard that on an airplane, and I remember you landed, and you checked this song out. You're going to like it. Actually, actually, you know what? It was the Whitlam's. The Whitlam side. Whitlam's, you did too, but Butter- I, Butterfly, you did too. I, I heard Butterfly song, uh, uh, Yeah, the, the another, one about another, the, white, another White another, Dash. Another White Dash. Which I almost put on here yeah. too, but then I had something stop me. I, I can't another explain. White dash, another, another White, white Dash, Another White Dash. Oh, we, have, we started singing. We have to pay for that now yeah, because, God, God forbid, we should give free advertising <laughs> to Butterfly <laughs> Boucher's record company. Yeah. So they can um, sell by Butterfly Boucher. But, uh, yeah, I would, I'm a big fan of this Australian band called The Panics. And it is hard, even digitally hard, to get a hold of their stuff. Mm. So they must be an older band. Yeah, a little bit. They've been around a while, but they right. got new stuff. That 2010 was their last uh, release that I have. And, I've, I've, and uh, you know, uh, Charlene Spitera, the lead singer uh, of uh, Texas. Oh, right. Uh, she has an entire solo career now and does mm-hmm. a lot of older versions. It's hard. You can't find that stuff. you well, got to import it. In. And, and what's really, and again, I, I don't want to go on a big rant against the music industry, yeah. but I don't understand why certain bits of music are like for example i'll go to england and i'll be able yeah. to, to buy well by so you can order cds from like amazon uk and have it yeah. shipped over and i do that a lot like the brown cds but like like downloading for example there are albums yeah. that are available on it on itunes amazon uk that you i could download them while i'm there but once i come back here if i log on to amazon uk i can't download it this hmm. is not for sale in your country how dare you do, sir dude yeah dude and i know it's all about they haven't signed a u.s distribution thing and they haven't done this whatever but 
the the layperson in me goes, why can't I just buy? I want this album. Yeah. I want to pay you money for this album. Yeah. Why can't I just download? I it? want to give you rubles for I, this uh, musical uh, sound for the musical stylings <laughs> of the uh, the red box. Yeah. It's like why can't I download this? And like mm. uh, I, with downloading, it's a little easier. But like yeah. CDs, like there were a lot of albums that I bought in my life that I've had to have shipped from overseas or I bought them overseas. Austra- yeah. Australia is worse. I mean, there are a lot of bands like yeah. there are a few on here. George is one. The Whitlam's is another. And Butter- well, Butterfly Be Shade got released over here. But George and the Whitlam's, those were I don't think have ever been released outside hmm. of Australia. Um, so if yeah. I had never gone to Australia, I would never have discovered them. There and, you go. And, and, and to this day, I think there's a Whitlam's Greatest Hits on iTunes, but their albums are not there. That's and, interesting. And why, why can't you just make them worldwide? Why can't I just download yeah. from another country? I, I don't, yeah, we're, I don't we're understand this, it. Uh, we're a touch away from most countries, and you can't get their music, apparently. Am, am I making too much sense here? No. Is that, is um, that the problem? I've, I've enjoyed this conversation. Uh, for the sake of my listeners, though, I'm going to wrap it up because we're well past an hour. And um, I Really? And my friend Dan Farron, who's been on the show, always always says at the end of each episode, I always say, I had, I had a great time and I want to bring you back. And he's like, are you ever going to say, uh, I don't want to bring you back and we've talked about all we can talk about? No, not you, Jay. Oh, I know shoot. the I really over-under uh, Vegas odds had you as being the one because it was going to be an hour of bank auditing in your head. Yeah. Which, um, that's going to be the next show, right? I, I'll, I'll tell you all what, about that. Yeah. I, uh, I, will, I know you're a little lonely up here in Camarillo. I'm going to have to make the trek out again because you are reigniting uh, this old hobby and obsession of mine, which was music. And uh, great memories talking about it, driving around uh, Greater Pasadena looking for the song to change our life. Well, please come back to Camarilloville, USA, and then I'll take you in. You haven't even seen the CD collection lately. I'll take you up up into the media room number four, and you can see my ever-growing CD collection. And you and, need a and, map to get back. It, it's true. You drop breadcrumbs. You know. So it lost. has been it has been a pleasure, my friend, um, to talk more than just uh, briefly about fantasy baseball standings and reminisce. And mm. maybe finally, this is the time where I take on the aha songs into my soul i see what you, you did see what they did there, there? they I, had that song i did I, wait oh they did that one? they did that one. Oh, i thought it was yeah. real big fish uh just no it was toe the wet sprocket no oh, uh, it was right <laughs> so for jay Arrett, uh i've got knapsack we are both the last scions of our line uh we <laughs> uh, this has been the knapsack files on the road in camarillo um, don't forget, Jay, are you are you on the Twit machine? I, I am in the Twitterverse. I am. Yeah. It's, it's uh, I, I tweet something funny about once every three months. Perfect. I mean, I, I tweet every day, but I tweet something funny. That's, about that's, once like, every that's my pace. Three. You know, much. What, what is your Twitter? It's uh, Jbag twenty five. It's J Y B A G twenty five. So they're Jbag twenty five. Follow Jay. Follow me um, at uh, Cospan. Though I will say, I think, folks, I'm going to be switching to my actual name, Ken Napsock. But either way, just type in Ken Napsock. Follow me on Twitter. Follow JBag25, JBag25 on Twitter. And just tell us your favorite songs. Tell us what song you know has changed your life. And are you still searching for that one big song? Do not forget to follow us on Facebook, the Napsock Files on Facebook. And if you're on iTunes, rate, review subscribe if you haven't subscribed you can find us on stitcher podomatic and every thursday rebroadcast episodes and AppSock files encore presentations on the toad hop network at 10 p.m pst following the schmoes no podcast from 8 p.m to 10 p.m where you'll find me christian harloff and mark hellis tiffany smith josh mccougar the entire world there talking about movies and more so uh, for jay i'm ken this has been a musical edition of the AppSock files and we will see you next time